0: Story Challenge. I'm Professor Bones. I'm Dr. Bones. And you've entered the, the Bones, Bones Cave. Cave. Professor Bones has a little surprise for you this week. Okay. I'm picking the topic. Oh, yeah. This guy has no idea what it is. Nope, nope, nope. Do you know what it is? I do not. No, you do not. I <laughs> tell you, prepare yourself. This week, we're talking about the OC.
1: Oh, God.
0: Are you ready for that? No. no. Yes, I'm good. <laughs> Let's start at the beginning. I want to talk about the pilot. Okay. I want to Star. talk about how friggin' good it is. It's fantastic. There's a little bit of a theme going on here in these podcasts where we sit here and we talk <laughs> about how great things are. <laughs> we just stroke it on some piece of awesome. Yep, there's a reason for it, my friend. That is true. Because it is awesome. That's right. DLC ah! <laughs> is one of my favorite all time shows. All time. All time. It's up there. Damn, 10, all right. At least. Well, yeah. I learned so much stuff from this show, I enjoyed it too much. ha! <laughs> It's a really solid show. It really is, and it starts right there in the first episode. That's correct. If you haven't seen this pilot, go ahead and watch it. If you've seen it before, do it again. Go back, watch it again. Yeah, it's almost perfect as a pilot. It's really it, solid. It accomplishes so much. I defy you to not watch that episode and be like, Nah, I'm good. I don't wanna. I don't wanna keep going. Yeah, it's uh, it's a hard one to turn away from. You got the DVDs, you are just or Netflix or anything else. You're just like, ah. <laughs> I'm just gonna watch this one, but uh, I guess I'm watching the, uh, you know, like the next three. You're watching the next four years, guy. That's what you're doing. <laughs> what do you, uh, what do you think is the best piece of that pilot? Man, yeah, right. There's a lot of good stuff. I mean, they set up pretty much everything you need to know about the show. Everything about the characters. And Fair. it hooks you, man. It really gets you right at the end there. You know, when they you know, Sandy takes Ryan back to his house. You know when his mom left, she packed up all the stuff and split. Yeah. And he's just standing there like, oh, my life. And Sandy's just like, get in the car, man. Come on. Let's go. Let's go back. Yep. Let's go back to Orange County. Let's do it. You know, I mean, the whole thing is just kind of like a little vacation for Ryan. He's got his crappy life. Yeah. You know, he gets in trouble with his brother. Looks like he's going to juvie. Yeah. That's his lawyer, Sandy. You know, and then he spends the weekend with Sandy's family. He's got nobody else to call. He's got nowhere to go, so he calls his lawyer. (laughs) And he takes him up to this glamorous, you know, Orange County mansion. Yeah. You know, this palatial estate. (laughs) And he goes on this adventure. It's kind of like a small movie. I mean, when you watch the pilot, it does play like a four-act movie. A little bit, you know. It's uh, it's it's almost interesting in how effective it is. Cause it's like in the setup on paper or just sketched out for you from someone. It would seem a little like, oh man, like that's pretty uh straightforward. Or I feel like maybe I've seen something similar to this before. Mm-hmm. Whether or not you already, you know, really have. But it's just done with such deft precision that mm-hmm. you do watch it. And it just hits you in your heart exactly when it needs to. Yeah, it's, it's, it's got a lot of love in there, you know. It was made carefully. It was made with a lot of passion, and it took it really seriously. I mean, it is yeah. a soap opera. You know, yeah. It's a teenage soap opera, but, you know, the people making it really care, and they want to do something that's been seen before, but it's different, you know. It doesn't feel like other character shows. I've seen a lot of them, you know. Yeah. And, like, they're always slow starters. It always takes, like, mid-season two before you give a crap about anybody or anything <laughs> Oh, man, that's a it. slow bird. You know, they start doing anything, story-wise. Yeah. The OC was just like no, now, man, we're gonna go right from the jump. Yeah, you just care for minute one. Mm-hmm. You're just, and it and it does seem like such a simple setup, like this lawyer guy. Even at the end of that episode, that's it's at the same time. It's like, oh well, obvious. But at it, but simultaneously, it's like beautiful and engaging and heartwarming mm-hmm. and like eminently dramatically interesting. Yeah. Well, he's like, get in the car. Like that's on paper, that seems like a non-event character story. Uh, oh, street kid and then like the rich lawyer guy takes him in and then he takes him back and he feels bad so he's like hey get back in the car maybe come home with me again mm-hmm. but the way it's done you care every step of the way yeah and a lot of it has to do with the cast you know a lot of it's peter gallagher just being great. greatest yeah, and throwing, like the delivery of it and the way you, you know that he cares yeah there's some sweet juice in those performances a lot of it a lot of it you know yeah it's the way it's crafted it's the way it's executed it's just and it's you know it's setting up a show, but like I was saying, yeah. it's, it's like a movie. It is, it does have a beginning, a middle, and end that progresses. Like, this easily could have been a two hour movie but you packed it into one episode yeah. and then it ends and you just like, it's kind of over and contained. You're like, nah, let's let's go. Let's more. Yeah, there's enough that it does spiral forward where you're like, oh man, okay, like we were saying you gotta watch the next one. You almost, How do you not? It's the most important thing you can do with a pilot. You know, if you watch it and it's over and you're like, nah, I'm good. Yeah, it, it, can't, it can't be, be too complete. Oh. Can't be too wrapped up in a bow. Like, you do that, and even if it's well done, you run the risk of people who are like, well, thanks, and they move on. Mm -hmm. You do have to tie in that, like, interest moving forward. Come back next week. That kind of thing. And they do do it well. Yeah. But it is really hard to do that, to make a pilot that really grabs people. You only have, you know, 45 minutes, say 42 minutes. Yeah, for a typical you know, hour show, yeah. And then you want them to care about all these characters and to get it and to be into it. A lot of the times it's plot based, you know. It was so exciting plot-wise I want to keep going. Yeah, there's like a buried mystery element, like alias or something. Or is break or something like that. Yeah. You know, but Intrigue, thrill, that kind of stuff. For this, it's all character work. It's just setting up the world, which is basically just rich people in california yeah and yeah, you're know, not rich people yeah our main character you know who's <laughs> yeah. dirt. but you know just the idea of like this world let's let's lay it out clearly you know josh schwartz the guy who's doing the show like he's yeah. got some strong connection to orange county obviously yeah you know i mean seth cohen is basically just him as a teenager <laughs> yeah. right so like it total just avatar in the story yeah but yeah. for him to be doing the show about it he does this really weird thing where the a celebration of this culture, but it's also a satire at the exact same time. Yeah, there's there's a critical element, but also let's just dig deep and, and get in it and enjoy some of it. Yeah, I mean like the main characters, this Cohen family, they don't like Orange County. Yeah. Seth hates it, his dad Sandy <laughs> hates it. Ryan doesn't even understand it. Yeah. Doesn't even know how to swim in these waters. Just straight up out of his element, yeah. So he's trying. But like everybody kind of hates this place, and those are our main characters. But then when we look over at, like Marissa and Summer and Lou. In the first season, like they're they're yeah. super Orange County man. They're rich kids. Oh yeah. They're beautiful. They're popular. They love it. Yeah. And they don't know anything else. Yeah. It's their world, and they celebrate it, man. They just indulge in it. So you got these two different sides. You can see these characters who kind of hate this culture, and they ridicule it, and they make fun of it, even though they're a part of it. Yeah. And you've got you know these big ass debutante balls and like yeah these ridiculous kickoff carnivals for the new school year. Yeah. You know Ryan had like it's one. It's like basketball. not even. Uh... Yeah. You know like <laughs> it's not even like a fundraiser it's just like hey school's back let's have a party to celebrate yeah, yeah let's set up this whole carnival and stuff Whew. you know and it's like that's that's rich kid culture man that's that would be kind of fun to go to a school like that but it's also like yeah. man i feel like a prick right like, <laughs> and that's what that show's doing it's like both it's both of that yeah it's getting you all the sides why well, i think it appealed to so many people it was so interesting that you know you're managing to do both sides at the same time let's celebrate it but let's also parody it let's make fun of it let's try to say this is ridiculous but it is kind of fun right <laughs> yeah and, yes. it, and it and it leans into the kind of things that you can do on a typical television show mm with the budget that you would have at like Fox, you're like, hey, part of the thing here is that we don't have to worry about it being super, uh, I, I hesitate to say realistic, but like we don't need to worry so much about the actual budgetary constraints of a school, mm-hmm. or a club of kids, or whatever. Like, you could do things like, let's play into how extravagant rich schools play. You can do all those things, Cause especially because you only need to really sketch out as much as the camera's gonna see, really. Yeah. Like, you don't need to rent a carnival for a weekend, you just need to shoot at a carnival for like a day or two. Mm-hmm. Maybe. But they're you know, however they're doing it. And I have no idea what the budget was on a Fox show like that. I mean, I assume they're getting a lot of money for it, right? I assume. I, I assume haven't looked at the numbers. I don't know. No idea. I don't really care about numbers. We're talking about story here. Yeah, like, but it's just a unique position that a show kind of has. Like, yeah. this isn't some independent short film being made out in Indiana by some kids who love movies. But, like, nobody else cares. Like, no, this is... We got the money to, like, do stuff, buy stuff. If you need to pretend to throw a carnival, go for it. Like, it would be... It wouldn't be that much cheaper to set the show in a school and in a story in a world where they couldn't do stuff like that. Yeah. So one of the benefits of... I don't know what benefit, but one of the things you can do as a show is lean into some of those things that are almost only accomplishable because you're doing a story. Especially a show like this. I mean, most character shows, teenage character shows, you know, it, it's all like the CW or something, you know. They got a lot of them. They don't have a... You know, they're not getting thrown big broadcast money. So no. that, And that clearly was part of you know, the OC. They had the bigger budget. They're doing Dawson's Creek, but, like, with three times the money. <laughs> yeah. You know, so they can do more stuff, yeah. Yeah. Lean into that more, that, that rich lifestyle. Plays into it. Yeah. But, I mean, I think the backbone of the show is is the character work it is the cast it is a little bit of the ideal of you know you got this poor kid broken family and then he gets brought into this not just super rich wealthy oh man you know the world is at your feet kind of place like he was never going to go to college before he might not even graduate high school but now yeah. he's like in this really fancy school i was like man you graduate from here you can go to whatever college you want and he's a pretty smart Very kid possible. so yeah you know it's like he can do it yeah. you know, he's got the opportunity it's not just that but like this family isn't just all of that stuff. It's also like Sandy Cohen, you know, like the, the all dad, <laughs> yep. you know, this mythic figure of like, he's the perfect father. Yeah, he's doing he's, he's just destroying, You know. He's a fantastically good dad on that show. Just ridiculous. It's, yeah. It's kind of an ideal. It's kind of like, man, nobody's dad is this cool. <laughs> Especially, like, the guy who pulled you out of juvie and, like, brought you into his house and, like, gave you the pool house. This is your room, man. Yeah. You know? Try not to have, like, seven ladies in here at the same time. <laughs> you there know? Place. There's an infinity pool right outside. Like, hey, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, that's that's one of the, well, well that's related to one of the moments I was going to say I think is my favorite part of the pilot mm. is that last moment where he tells him to get back in the car. Yeah. It's that that moment. You're like, oh, man. <laughs> oh my heart, my feels. You don't even necessarily see it coming, really. Mm-mm. Not if you have like no idea really what the show's about or where it's going. You watch that pilot, it really could go any number of different ways. Yeah, you could have like followed Ryan for a while separately. We follow Sandy and his family. Maybe they hook back up halfway through the season. We're doing like a you know character study across different stratas of society or something. Could have ended up that way. Mm-hmm. Totally not, but this story, it's just like, oh, it's about the heart, it's about the feels. Yeah, about the relationships and it's about just kind of punching you in the heart and that's that's the next thing I want to talk about I want to talk about the end of season 3 okay I want to talk oh, about Chris's death <laughs> I want to talk about probably the best thing or at least one of the best things the show ever did yeah. huge balls oh my goodness fantastically huge balls oh yeah, we, yeah we, we mentioned this a little bit Uh, we were talking about shield mm-hmm. right what was that episode 3 I think I have no idea I think so episode yeah, whatever look for the one that says the shield just Big balls. Huge balls. The kind of balls that, uh, you know, arguably maybe killed your show. I mean, maybe. It's true. I mean, it was on Fox. It struggled with some rating stuff, you know. uh, The further it went along, yeah. You know, not liking some storylines here, not liking this, or like, oh, the beginning of season three is uneven, or I didn't like season two, or what was going on at the end of season one? Like, yeah, you know, everybody's got complaints and stuff. And when the stakes are that high, I mean, I don't think killing Marissa you don't killed think the so. show. No, I, I don't think so. I mean, okay, if they hadn't have done that, yeah, you know, you think they still would have gone past four years? They would have gotten a five, a six, a seven. Like, I don't ah. think the show had that much longevity on Fox. If it had a smaller audience, yeah. smaller stakes, you know, on the CW or something, like, yes. it could it could breathe. It could just you know chill out. But being on Fox like that, I mean, some shows when they burn really hot, kind of like Prison Break and stuff at the same time. Like, yeah. you know, it burns hot, and then it burns out. Yeah. The stakes are too hot. There's too much pressure, especially for a show like this. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a teenage character show. It was like, you don't, yeah. you don't make these. Yeah, right it's not around really around Fox's bag at the time. You no, know, that's why when it was so popular and so successful, it was kind of nuts. It was like, how'd this show even get made? <laughs> Which, you know, the first, the first season is like 28 episodes long. It's ridiculously long. It's weirdly long. Because they did that first six episodes on the summer before the fall season even oh, ended, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it was a summer show, we were gonna do these six episodes as like an experiment, yeah, to see if this will even work on this network. And then it did big time, blew up. Everybody loves it, yeah, everybody dug it mostly because they started so strong right from the jump, yeah. And then they picked it up for a full 22 for the rest of the year. Like now, we have this ridiculously long <laughs> 28 episode first season, yeah. <laughs> And the steam just kind of, you know, built from there. But to get back to what we were talking about, I yeah. mean, at the end of 3, this big point of no return, you know, big way to end that oh, yeah. first era. Like, they were going to graduate high school. They aren't. They already did. We see it. They graduate. Yeah. And season 4 would be all of their post-high school lives, whatever they're doing, going to college or getting a job or, you know, whatever's going to happen. Yeah, whatever they're going to... Which is common for a character show like that. Yeah. Especially, like, high schoolers or kids of any kind. Like, typically, they're graduating at the end of that first era. End of season Theory. It's just a very easy, end of era, point of no return. We're never going to go back to going to high school. Let's move forward. Like, it's all very, you know, organic and easy. Yeah. But, the wasn't happy with that. No, That's not enough. They didn't have to do any more than that. But they were like, nah, man, we've been tracking this story of Marissa for the last three years. Who are you? You know, the way that it impacts Ryan's life. Whoever you want me to be. You know, a lot of it is seen from his perspective and the way that she influences him. It's been a good year. Yes. My parents got divorced, my dad went bankrupt, and I OD'd. I it. For me. Yeah. You know, and how they play off each other. They were always set up as a couple, and there was always kind of a partnership there. It's a pretty good date. Yeah, I just wish it didn't have to end. It doesn't. It's been the night. Yeah. You know, and to have her get killed at the end of three, you know, like to die in his arms. Oh, oh man. Yeah. It's, it's just heartbreaking, man. Oh, it's so rough. Okay, I'm gonna get help, okay? Yeah, Yeah, I gotta get help. No, (laughs) stay. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. It's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay. When you've been invested in the story, I think a lot of people, you know maybe were turned off by, like you were saying, maybe a lot of the ladies in the audience who identified with Marissa and they watched the show for her. Yeah. They don't necessarily care nearly as much about Ryan's story even though, like, he's the main character here. Yeah. He's our story. I was like, no, I'm here for her and I identify with her. So when you killed her, just kind of like, no. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Or people, or people who were in it for that sort of romantic dance between those yeah. two. Once you kill half of that romantic duo, there's nowhere to go from here. Or they're so upset that you did that, that they're like, nope, I'm out, can't do it, you killed Juliet, what's Romeo gonna do, I don't even care, (laughs) they just bounce. Not that they were, you know, Romeo and Juliet, exactly. But they put them in that kind of position. Yeah, you were invested in that relationship, and it's always been that. And then to break it up with so much finality to it, like, oh yeah, that's nuts. But I mean, what I loved about it so much is that was part of the story. That was yeah. right there. Ryan's childhood just ended. You know, this, this oh, dream man. that he's been riding for the last three years, Yeah, it just smacks him in the face with, yeah. with tragedy. It's just, it's over, man. You graduated. Life is coming. Everything you've had this off and on, you know... Troubled relationship Slap. with marissa And it just ends so terribly and it and it yeah. messes him up, man, because that whole relationship oh, is defined by him trying to save her. Oh yeah. She she's was, on a downward spiral. She's sort of a train wreck from the jump. Yeah, and that's that's part of the character, and that's that's the appeal, and that's what you're looking at, is that her perfect life comes spiraling down, like right from the pilot, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, with her dad's money troubles, and you know, stealing everybody's money, and her boyfriend cheats on her, and like her parents are getting divorced, and like her whole yeah. life falls apart in like six Episodes. <laughs> this whole veneer of like perfect fantasy town mm-hmm. is sort of the idea that that is a fantasy and there are all these festering problems underneath. Mm-hmm. That's a big part of what Marissa and her character are doing for the show. Yeah, and, and it plays for the you know the next three years and you get to see how, how bad it gets. <laughs> it gets and worse how much worse she and worse. gets and then everything that happens in season three and eventually it's just making poor decisions. Yeah. You know, hanging out with the wrong guy, disrespecting him. Yeah. Which is just pushing his buttons. It'll Bolchek. drive him crazy. Should've, you crazy. Know, yeah, check man. Like, you should have just talked to him. Just yeah, don't, that don't, is... don't try to blow him off. He's too much of a scumbag. He's too dangerous. Yeah, he's too much of a volatile stick of dynamite, man. What are you thinking? Yeah, it's a bad idea, but it makes perfect sense. You don't hang out with a bear and then, like, you know, ah, the bear won't care. So I all the bare will care. I'll just stop returning his calls. I don't think he'll show up at my house. You know, like, uh... It's like, come what? On. Did, did you not look into his eyes? <laughs> Ever? <laughs> come on, man. I had no idea who this guy was. Like, she knew who he was. That was the point. That's why she was hanging out with him. If I wanted to be treated right, I wouldn't be with you. You know, like, uh... She didn't take care to exit gracefully. No, and it's just... It's tragic, but it's very believable, and Ryan's just oh, yeah. there being like, what happened, man? And it messes him up. Yeah. That's what he's been trying to do this whole time is just kind of save her and then in three he kind of gets some clarity about like i kind of i gotta let her go yeah. man like i've been <laughs> trying to save her and she keeps dragging me down and i'm trying to fix my life yeah. i'm on my way up and she's on her way down and yeah and at a certain point come on we gotta we gotta cut ties so you know i'm not looking after her anymore it's on you now and he tries to do that, and the yeah. second he does, she dies. Right? Oh man, That messes his head <sighs> up so bad. Guilt, which is moving straight <laughs> into into season four. Yeah. Which? Wait, 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 wait! I remember when, uh, when I, I was going through the show. Mm-hmm. I remember we sat down. It was, yeah. uh, you know, season three was coming up. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, okay, what do they possibly... It was, let's do some guessing time. Oh, yeah. you had yeah, already yeah. seen it. I had not. Yeah. And it was like, what do you think they're going to do with the different pieces of the show? And it was like, okay, well, clearly we're going to do something to sort of end this this Ryan Marissa dance. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be anything. And I do believe I'd said at the time, well, they could, like, kill him or something, but they don't have the balls. There's no way they're going to do that. Yeah, they'll break them up somehow, but, you know, (laughs) there's no way anything like that would happen. You know, like, they'll go to different colleges, or they'll break up with each other, have a fight, and never speak again. Or or they will, they'll decide they're better off as friends and get new boyfriend and girlfriends. Or something. It's like, ah, or they could kill somebody, but they're not going to do that. And then they totally did. Yeah, they did. I totally didn't expect them to pull the trigger. Proving those big balls, you know. It like just that made everything be, so much better. That would be the best <laughs> decision. That would be the most creatively interesting best thing yes. to do for this show. And what? for Ryan's arc as a character. Yeah. You know, like, oh, they don't have the balls for it. Oh, so like, oh they take okay, Poker face from Professor Bones over here. <laughs> uh, yep. Yeah, okay, sure. I think you were even saying, like, they don't have the balls to permanently end the relationship. Like, to have them go to separate <laughs> college. Like, they'll both go to the same college or something. They don't have, have to see each other and I was like yeah yeah they don't have the balls to end the relationship (laughs) like she leaves on that boat with her dad and goes to Hawaii for a bit yeah like you know the fake out of how she's gonna leave yeah I was like nope like oh man, you Check got this out, Doctor Bones. You got no idea what's coming. <laughs> I, I, underestimated him. Yeah. I didn't see it coming. Which makes it all that much better. I mean, I didn't see it coming when I was watching. I yeah, no it was idea. great. I mean, I'd be, I guess, I'd be a little disappointed if I guessed it. Yeah. Just like oh, they'll kill her. <laughs> be Like cool, I guess. I guessed it. But but damn, I just wrote it for myself. <laughs> Whoops. Oh no. But then but then picking back up in four. Yeah. With that that season four premiere, man. Alright, <laughs> watching the end of three being like that's nuts and then we started in four yeah. it's like how hard are you going to go on this are you going to try <laughs> to take it back are you going to skip over it are we going to jump to you know three years later oh man everybody's over it you're not really sure how to handle it or what we're going to do story-wise. I was like, how dark are you going to get? How deep are you going to go? Yeah. Absurdly dark. Yeah. Fantastically Four. Especially dark. for the type of show. You just don't expect them to do it. Completely unexpected. Everything they've done for the last three years, they've done some dark things. They've done some crazy things, like Marissa shot Ryan's brother in the back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That fight between Ryan and Trey, like, that was nuts. That was pretty good. Yeah. They beat the crap out of each other. It was really <laughs> real. Yeah. Was and they have a lot of fights on oh, that no. show. Yeah. But that one was, you know, the to the emotionally juicy. Yeah. You know, my, my brother attacked my girlfriend because he was drunk and high and he's an idiot. Yeah. You know, and then it's been, they've been keeping it a secret from me. She didn't tell me. He didn't uh, tell me. yeah. And then I find out and I Whoa, go to his hotel room. <laughs> he, like it pulls a gun <gasps> you know, and it's just like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna, okay, that's fine. And then he just like, bum-rushes him. <laughs> dude, get out. It was nuts. I really like that fight. That's fantastic. It's always, it's something this show does really well. Mm-hmm. Just look at what are the pieces we've got What's the most dramatically interesting? What's the most emotionally juicy? Yeah, what can we really dig in and squeeze that juice? Yeah. And that's the kind of stuff where you're like, oh my god, what? He's got gun! Yeah, which makes it's just like, what's the worst thing Trey could do? (laughs) Yeah, how would Ryan react to it? And you Uh, know what it is. You know what's gonna happen. (laughs) He's gonna find out. He's gonna lose his mind. He's gonna try. Oh, yeah. He's gonna beat the crap out of him. Or he's gonna try. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. Like, I wanna see it. They build it up, the anticipation. So when it finally does happen, (laughs) it's like, man, this is good. (laughs) How'd it go, guys? Oh, yeah. But for the beginning of 4, you know, to see how is Ryan going to react? How is he going to deal with this? Which, symbolically, it is the end of his childhood. Yeah. It is. You know, he's been on this path of fixing his life, avoiding jail or being dead, you know? Yeah, he's been given an opportunity to really step back and make some, like, reasoned strategic changes to his life. Then this, you know, kindly all dad has decided, you know what, buddy? Like, no, you know, you deserve a chance, a shot at this. Like, and I have the ability to give that to you, so come on in. Here you Let go. Let help you out. And, and from that vantage point, like, yeah, he's been trying, he's spent that first era really trying to make better choices. Yeah, stay out of trouble, you know, even though it keeps finding him, you know. And yeah. He's trying to do good in school, he's going to go to college, he's, you know, he's completely turned his life around, you know. Yeah. He's going to go to juvie yeah. <laughs> when we started with this guy, <laughs> you know. Yep, yep. But then to see how it's going to affect us, how it's going to derail this path that he's on. Yeah. You know, we open on season four, and, like, he moved out. He's living in the back of a bar. (laughs) And he's cage fighting, man. Yep. He's friggin' cage fighting. It was too much, man. He He had spent this first era trying to, like, build and create a different path for his life. But he'd also spent every year of his life up until that point doing the other thing. Yeah. So when you have, say, it seems like one of the most substantial romantic connections in his life mm-hmm. so far, and he's struggling with, like, his sense of, of justice and what it means to be, you know, a person or a man or what loyalty or, like, you know, eh, not chivalry necessarily, but, like, what it means to be a good person... In the world he grew up in means beating the crap out of Trey when you find out. Mm-hmm. It means punching people in the face when they're being a dick. Mm-hmm. And it also means trying to save this girl, especially if you like her so much, and then struggling with how do I how do I reconcile my desire to do something about that? But also, the more time goes by, the more I get a sense that it's not, it's not really possible, or it's not really necessarily my responsibility, or like, okay, he finally reaches a point where he's put some distance, he's gotten some psychological space there, where he's like, okay, if I'm gonna live this different life, this different path, I do need to look out for myself in this regard. I maybe can't be her savior. And then she dies, and that delicate new pattern in his brain just shatters. shatters, And it just falls back to the old stuff. It's like I can't run the new program when the whole world just told me oh, if I had just maybe tried harder maybe she wouldn't have died right in front of me. And not just that, but I mean not I, on his depression spiral you know, isolating himself completely cutting himself off from everybody and yeah. cage fighting yeah. it's because he doesn't know where Bolchek is. You know, he ran off to Mexico. Yeah, he did try to find him. And when Ryan gets a lead on him you know, when Marissa's mom brings him this like hey, my <laughs> private investigator found Volchek. All the information is in this file I'm not giving it to the cops Jail's too good for it I'm giving it to you you know, yeah. gives it to him, and I was like, what's he gonna do? He's gonna go to Mexico, and he's gonna kill this guy. He's going to ruin his life. Yes, he's gonna go to jail for the rest of his life, because he killed Volchek with a pipe, yeah. you know? I mean, he finds where he is, he kicks in the door, he's got the pipe in his hand, oh, like, yeah. he came here to murder this guy. <laughs> yep. You know, and Seth intervenes, and, like, he's protecting him, he's, he's saving him, Yeah, he's making a terrible decision, ending up like his dad, you know, like going to jail for the rest of your adult life. Yeah. You know, like his real dad, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Frank, not, uh, yeah. not saying but like, yeah, and it, it is falling so hard back into his old patterns that he will go to avenge a ghost. Mm. And it's like, yes, that's an incredible amount of pain. That's an incredible, like, it's sad and it's it's an incredible injustice. Like, oh my God, you right. idiot! You, oh, you knocked her off the road. Now she's dead. Like, you are crazy and an asshole, sir. And he could, and it, and I'm, you know, yeah, that's the juicy emotion of it. But like, I need to find him. I have to do this. I need to visit upon him what he gave to her. He needs to die but it is from a from a more removed perspective it doesn't change anything man no, like I was just ruining you want to help send him to jail okay that's a different thing you want society to, like, come to him and visit upon him whatever justice, like, the system yeah. has decided is equitable. Okay, that doesn't destroy your life. That's fine. And, you know, I mean, it was an accident. Volchak did not. It was he didn't her intent! It was all an accident? It, it was an accident. It wasn't, like, actually, directly malicious. mistake? He didn't intend for that to happen. I know that doesn't change anything. So that, that even makes it sadder that, like, he didn't want to kill her. That's the last thing he wanted. He just wanted her not gone. Yet, yeah, yes, part of him felt, like, devalued by her. He was mad whatever. Her, but he didn't come there to hurt her. Yeah. It was an accident, so to kill him for it and ruin your life over it. It's like, A no, spot. man, let's just put him in jail for manslaughter. Like, get yeah, what he deserves. Which is eventually what happens if you see the show. Like, yeah. Yeah, you know, Ryan doesn't kill him. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't, but he wanted to. He wanted to, and to. he tried. He wanted so hard, it. and Seth knew it. Yep. <laughs> so he had to do what he could to make, uh, like, try and stop it. Don't throw your life away, oh my god. Which just puts Seth in this crazy ridiculous position for this guy. Oh yeah. You know, super sarcastic comic book nerd guy <laughs> to be like, I gotta go to Mexico to stop my adoptive brother from killing a guy because <laughs> he murdered his girlfriend. By the way, I just graduated high school. Hey so, uh, like, but whoa, oh like he Seth has some this. balls on him, man. He did go on that boat to try to journey off and uh He does have balls. Wherever's Bill. So big yeah, well I mean he was also kinda of running away a little bit. Well know, yes know? it was at the end of season one, we were talking about, like, Ryan goes back to Chino, he leaves, and then Seth is just kind of like, well, if my only friend left, screw it. He got to <laughs> his boat, and he just leaves town. I'm gonna sail off into, you know, undiscovered waters. I'm gonna go wherever, uh, you know, wherever my boat's gonna take me here. Yeah, which, yeah, incredibly dangerous. Next time. But, uh, you know, he, but he it does what he's doing. Yeah, he's... Yeah, I mean, he wasn't... <laughs> he, it's not like he didn't know how to sail. He's also, like, 15. So. But, yeah, like... I mean that's the kind of plan a fifteen year old might come up with and then be caught halfway through going, Oh my god, I didn't think of this. What am I gonna eat? (laughs) Like where you're like, Oh my god, dude. That's not you know, the heightened reality of everything the show did. I mean super exciting lives for sixteen year olds. Yeah. And all the crazy things they're dealing with. True for most high school shows, but Yeah, you gotta pump it up, but you know You're doing a show. Be grappling with am I going to murder this guy? (laughs) Oh man when you're eighteen fresh out of high school. So great. I mean, it's, it is great. I mean, Such juice. Do it. But uh, that leads me to the juiciest part of okay. the entire series. Oh, all right. You know what I want to talk about. I want to talk about the series finale. Oh, yeah. I would say the series finale is better than Killing Marissa. creatively. Yeah. You know, I mean, that, the, what right. is the best part of the series? That last five minutes. <laughs> Which every series, the best part should be the last five minutes. Yeah, if you're doing it right. It is that last bit that's like oh how how is this possibly better than the rest of it it's almost like makes you angry that it's over. <laughs> <laughs> just start it over. It's it's Go back ye- to the beginning. it's yet another example, ladies and gentlemen, of the rocket boots. Rocket boots. Woo! It's so good. It's just what I like about it most is the fact that you don't necessarily see it coming. No. It's in that regard it's sorta of like Marissa's death. <laughs> like, it's a character show, it's done some stuff. They've had some, you know, general themes and, and plots as far as like these characters and their lives. Mm. But if you were to sit there, you know, like halfway through the last season and go, where is it going to go? Where is it going to end? It's sort of like Mad Men in that regard, where you don't necessarily know, going into the last stretch, what their point is or what exactly they're going to end it on. Because mm-hmm. there isn't so much straight plot. Mm-hmm. And that's typically what you would would help decide what your ending is going to be. Yeah, this was more just spinning yarns about these characters and shenanigans and you know, yeah. exciting plot lines to see how they interact and all oh, this is happening and then that you know, it's it's kinda like a soap opera where you know where yeah you are just kind of spinning new narratives and it's like what is this really about? When you get down to it, when you're gonna try to end this show, yeah. what's your point? What are you trying to say? It'd be really easy to not have any point to just kind of shrug at the audience and yeah. say, Well you had fun, right? And a lot of shows do that, especially character shows, like those usually try something, but it'll end on like some variation of and then they just kept living their lives which you're not watching. Some kind of closure. Or like, oh, we closed up shop at the record store we've been at the whole time. Or... You know, like, it's there's a closure to it, but there isn't so much of, like, a point. Yeah, they end it, but there wasn't any grand reason or purpose. Yeah. Moral to this story. There's like no what they big were trying why. Say. Yeah, the OC, they pull it out. Yeah, they, they do. like this. This is what it's been. Of course it has.
1: Cha-pa-pa! Punched you in the heart again, suckers!
0: Which, you know, the last ten minutes, it is pretty standard of just kind of show us where these characters' lives go. Yeah, and to kind of resolve the character arcs and to see this and to see, you know. They do do that. They do do that. It's a montage and it's, you know, like forward. was always dependent on a man. She was always kind of a gold digger and then in the end, like, she goes back to school and she, you know, she doesn't marry a guy. You know, she had two guys wanting to marry. She's like, no, Yeah. I'm gonna go back to school. I'm gonna stop being a scumbag. I'm actually gonna become my own person my life yeah, you know, get my stuff together. Yeah. You're gonna see them leave Orange County, you know, like Sandy's a professor at Berkeley. Yeah. You know, and everybody everybody's doing what they should be doing, you know, like Ryan went to college and he eventually yeah. graduates, you know, and Seth yeah. and, and Summer get married and like you have all this kind of leaping through time to see what the next you know ten years of their lives look like. Yeah. Because we're getting to this point of the whole point of the show is is Ryan gonna make it? You know, is he gonna end up like his real dad Frank? And His brother, you know, like go to jail or end up dead, you know, is he going that really crappy route or is he going to end up like his adoptive dad? You know, is he going to end up like Sandy? Yeah. You know, like these two paths and like how is it all going to turn out for Ryan in the end? Is he going to make it in life? And it's kind of hard to to show that without jumping forward in time. Like we have to jump fast forward to him in his adult life and, you know, what does it look like? Yeah. Which they do it. Yeah. It's great. You know, know? like he always wanted to be, you know, he worked construction a lot. He wanted to be an architect. It was always Kind of a pipe dream when he was a teenager. Yeah. Like, no, man, you got the opportunity. You could do this. You can get into college. You can do it. You can become an architect, man. Like you can do it. Yeah. And we see that, you know. We go to it's it's adult Ryan. Yeah. You know, and when he's on the site. Oh, so good. And he goes good. down and he's like, oh man, he made it, and you feel really good. You're like, oh, this is a really great way to dramatize the fact that he's gonna be all right. Everything's gonna be okay. Like, yeah. He made it. His life is good after everything he's overcome. He made it. But they don't stop there. Do they? that. No, they no. don't. That could have been it, and that would have been really good. It would have been really solid, but it wouldn't have been Rocket Boots, not yet. Rocket Boots is just the last 30 seconds. (laughs) Oh, man. Ryan. I got, it gives me goosebumps just thinking about it. Oh, so good. No, Ryan sees this kid sitting on the side of the road. He's in distress, you know. He is Ryan from the pilot. Yeah. You're like, what happened, man? Did you get kicked out of your house? Like, do you not have anywhere to go? You know, yeah. he doesn't say anything. He just looks at this kid. This kid's clearly, like, almost crying. You know, he's, yeah. he's like 14, 13. He's a little younger than Ryan was in the pilot. Yeah. You know, so it's a little more like, oh, man, this kid needs help. And Ryan just looks at him, and he says, hey, kid, do you need some help? And the kid looks up at him, and we're out. And that's it. No big moment, no sweeping music, just Ryan being a good man, just looking at him and saying... Again. Any help? Do you need some help? Oh, man. And holy crap, man, I mean, you gotta see it. It Us talking about it It doesn't even cover it, but like... But like, even just talking about it, it's like a visceral reaction right up my spine. Yeah. It's just, oh my goodness. I can't believe, they just nail it. They tell you he's... This path is... Is he gonna be alright? Is he gonna fall back into dirtbaggery and, like, misfortune? Or is he gonna, you know, hopefully make something better of his life or have a better time than he would've if he hadn't met Sandy and, and gone to Orange County? Yes, he makes it. Yes, he succeeds. Yes, he lives a cool life, just like pretty much every other character we're gonna mention. But that moment of just seeing... That's what catches you off guard. Mm-hmm. You're like, you don't, you don't sit there going, I wonder if he's gonna... No! He just sees this kid, and in that moment, pays it forward. The very thing that changed his entire life. And you know he means it. You know in the core of his bones that he might end up taking this kid in if that's what it takes. Like he may do the exact thing that Sandy gifted to him because he was just a decent human being. Yeah, it's not just did he make it, but well, we went way past that, man. He evolved into the type of man who would be such a good man that he would see this kid, and his first instinct, his only instinct, is yes. to do the exact same thing that was done for him. It brings the whole story full circle, and it just makes it, that's what this was about. It is. It's not about will your life turn out the way you want it to. It's about what kind of man will you choose to be, who will you eventually become, and the impact that you can make on someone else's life how you have the power, once you have been successful, to save others, man. To do the thing that he always tried to do. Save everybody. Try to save Marissa. <laughs> and now he gets the chance, That's true. and he is Sandy now. He's got the means, he's got the resources, Yeah. and it's just as simple as just holding out your hand. Yeah, it's, it's just so simple, human. S- it's great. Just simple compassion. That's it. And it's just and you didn't see it coming. You don't. Nope. You don't sit there the whole time wondering, will he do for somebody else what Sandy did for him? Like, no. Especially because it's so many seasons ago. Like you're not really thinking that way. Mm. But it is such a beautiful example of full circle of having the the end of your show circle of back around to the beginning. Mm. But in a way that's so full of new meaning and so full of juice and emotion that, like, it's not just, hey, you know, remember how we started the show, uh, you know, at this coffee shop and now we're at the end and it's the same coffee shop? Like no it's it's not even just hey it's the same character dynamics as the pilot and it's the same setup but now our main character instead of the young kid he's the old person and it's somebody else like yes that is all true but the juice the layers of meaning wrapped up in just that moment that makes it makes it feel like it's been building up the entire time in the background because it has Yes. Yes. They retroactively, I mean, it's been there. They're not making it up at the end. It has been there the entire time. That's what this story is. What is it about this kid? I thought I could help him. If someone hadn't helped me, I wouldn't be here. That's how it ends, and it is perfect for for what they've been doing this entire time. But that whole final episode, it's already super juiced. (laughs) It's already, you know... Another part of the episode that I really love is after, you know, the the house that Ryan was taken into, the Coen's house. Yeah. There was a big earthquake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can't renovate it. It's too expensive. They're going to move. They're going to move back to Berkeley. Yeah. They're going to finally leave Orange County. And the Coen's are kind of glad to do it. They loved Berkeley. They want to go back. Yeah. Seth always hated it here. He always wanted to leave. Yeah. You know? They all kind of come to face with that thing that, like, part of them knew I don't belong or want to be here. That's part of what they share with Ryan that they also, all of them, sort of feel out of place. Yeah. But now they had to like actually face well now if we obviously have to do something, do we really choose this again? Yeah, there's no reason to stay anymore and everybody wants to leave. Yeah. And so in the house, you know, it can't be fixed, so they're gonna leave. Everybody they move out, and then Ryan wants to take a moment to yeah. just to look around the house because this house symbolizes everything that saved his life. Yeah. You know, he just wants to look around and he and he does. He goes room to room yeah. and we get to see him remember. Remembering all of the best times of his life, man. When he first met Seth. when yeah. he sees Marissa down at the bottom of her driveway. You know? Yeah. It just takes him back to where it all began. And yeah. we get to see it again. Like, look at how far he came and how much it means to him. And he has to walk away from it. He has to leave. He has to move on and with his life. It's time to go. Because it's over. You know, the show is over. But that part of his life... Of him being in Orange County. It's over. It's time to drive away. Yeah. You know, and When he does, and he looks and, back and he sees Marissa at the bottom of the driveway uh, in his mind. You're like, oh, it's oh, already so juicy. And you still manage to hit more juice. And you'll know, have him drive away and then you know cue the montage, man. Show me how it what happens next. What happens in everybody's life? Let's let's jump through how everybody is happy. And when they hit you at the end with that, you just it's yeah. it's too good, man. That's that's what makes this series finale better than the pilot, which we were already saying how damn good it was. Yeah. You know, series finale's, it's top three probably on my list. Damn. It's, It's incredibly good. And that's, that's another thing that's like so striking about this show. That like, that scene where he's walking through the house And he's visiting the different rooms and we're getting these kind of obvious-ish, like, oh man, yeah, let's hit these key moments that happened here or here or here. And it's like, on on the surface, like if it were just on the page or as a concept, it feels like something that any other show could or would do. Because it's like, oh, our house here has been a, you know, like sort of a quote-unquote character, so let's, you know, anchor, revisit some things. And it's the kind of thing another show would do, and it'd be like, oh, okay, cool, and you're just kind of, it's sort of a curtain call of different moments from the story of the of your show, and it's just sort of a, you know, let's full circle wrap it up a little bit. But the way this show has been playing itself the whole time, the emotionality of it, and, and I think this is the crucial piece, is that it's so tied in to Ryan and his, his growth and his arc and his life. And the, and the truth of that, the emotion of that, the, the veracity of trying to get into this, like, we're not playing at this kid being like a rough kid from the other side of the train tracks. Like, we're playing this real. Mm. And, and it, it works for me that everything feels genuine. It feels authentic. So when he walks through that house and you revisit those moments, it's it doesn't feel like a show doing a quick clip reel. Mm-mm. It feels like a person yeah. revisiting these incredibly important moments of his life. Yeah, you get to see how much he cares, and it makes you realize how much you care about him, about this yes. story, about these people, about how they changed his life, and how you know beautiful and poetic that is, Yeah, how simple it is. It's just, oh, it just ties right into your heart, and they just just keep finding ways to to do it right just to yeah. punch you right, right in the feels i think i mean for uh, for the takeaway yeah. for the show i mean that's we're already talking about it. the the facts so that- A character show could have such profound meaning that if you were to say that like, you know, the series finale of the OC is profoundly meaningful and it's beautiful and it's poetic and it's brilliant. If people haven't seen the show, they'd be like, come on, man, what are you talking about? (laughs) Yeah, right. Uh, Like, you gotta watch it, you gotta see it. It is unexpected. (laughs) You'd think that they could reach such heights. You know, like you would have to be Mad Men or The Sopranos, or you'd have to be something more artistically driven to reach such artistic heights. But the OC's like, no, we're doing it over here, too, man. Take a look. I'm like, oh, We man, care like, just as deeply. Like, we're doing yeah. this high school character show. But believe me, we care just as much as the Sopranos. We care just as much as... Madman. Mm-hmm. The artistic integrity of, you know, like, the OC's not getting any Emmy nominations. You know, nobody, <laughs> not that I remember. nobody's taking it seriously like that. Nobody cares about it like that. They're thinking of it as like a primetime soap opera, teenage show. Oh, yeah. you know, my daughter watches it. But, you know, that's stupid, right? Like, oh, hey, man, no. 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 <laughs> No, 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 no. Like, watch it, man. See that series finale and tell me it's not heartbreaking. Tell me it doesn't make you feel way too much. Like, holy crap, you guys got me. It is a key piece here. This is an interesting distinction. Because, I mean, you know, Professor Bones, you've seen quite a few more character shows than I have. I've seen a lot. So go ahead and correct me if I'm wrong. But my impression... Given you know the smattering I have seen, mm. that like one of the crucial differences here is that is that this story is so plugged into a central character's like life change, and that by by anchoring it into that, like the trajectory of his life mm. changing, that that's the world change that we see in the pilot. That by by tracking that, by putting that in as one of the first you know core concept elements. That when you get further along, even if you hadn't thought of it as, as a writer or a showrunner, mm. you could easily kind of fall backwards into that ending. I don't think they did. I think they had a pretty good idea the whole way, like mm. what kind of stuff they were likely to do mm. at moving forward season to season and then ending it. But what? what this isn't something you necessarily see a lot. Because in a lot of other character shows, there'll be a world change. Right? Like, uh, somebody died. Or, like, Veronica Mars. She used to be one of the popular kids, and, like, everything changed. Mm -hmm. One night, she, she got raped, her friend died, all of that sort of wrapped up into, like, she's not one of them anymore. She's one of the weird kids. And she just does investigations with her dad nowadays. She's sort of a loner. Like, that's a world change, and it's about a central character and how her life has changed. But, like, if that right there, for Veronica Mars, say, is sort of wrapped up in who killed that girl. That was sort of a central plot element of that show. Who killed your friend? Or who was behind that rape that happened? But those are sort of closed questions. Those are, those are things with one answer. And it's not really about, like, how did this affect you? Like, how did that change your life? That's a part of the story, but it's not really what the whole show is about. And you see a lot of character shows kind of, I feel like, and I could be wrong, That, like, you set up some simple element, like, we all started high school. Or, you know, uh, Buffy moves to Sunnydale. And it's like, they don't really dig deep on, like, what is this gonna mean moving forward? How does this moment change you? And how does basically everything that spirals forward change you? So you don't really get that character-based thread that feels like it has the same weight as a typical story's plot thread would. Well, mmm... No, not like this. most character shows would set up a situation, set up a circumstance they got something to start the show and kind of ground it as an anchor yeah and then they spin yarns and yeah. at the end they give some kind of resolution, some kind of this is where we will leave you. yeah with the they'll characters go, but they'll go for closure but mm-hmm. they don't really it's not it doesn't feel like oh my goodness. I, uh, it's what we've been doing the whole time. No, they they were never really telling a story that had a progression. There isn't really much of an arc other than just what you stumbled into. Yeah. They don't really have a point at the end other than these characters live their lives. You identify with them. You care about them. And then it's over. Kind of like, uh, like a sitcom a little bit. Yeah. And you do it. And then when it's over, that's the end of it. That's where we chose to stop. That is the majority of character shows. Yeah, right? Like know? there isn't. It isn't. Actually, this. Oh, now that we're saying it, it feels a little like the the bones here, the structure. It feels a little like Mad Men. I mean, mm-hmm. we sort of said a little bit of that already, but but in the same sense that like you don't necessarily see it when you're watching everything, but by the time you hit the end, mm-hmm. you go, oh, I kind of was watching Don Draper move through his life and do all these things, but it was this thread of sort of emptiness and superficiality, and what is it? What is meaning? And by the end, you realize that yeah, all of these pieces were pointed in that direction. They were all arrows pointing at the central concern, sort of this guy's development. It's about other stuff too, but that's like this core thread, and it's the same thing here with Ryan. Yeah, the the basic distinction is that it had a point. And I don't want to <laughs> try to take that away from other character shows. I guess that There's is a point. That is a succinct way to put it. But it's just. We're not just it's Showing a... you These characters lives There's a reason And it's all gonna Go somewhere Into one Crystallized point It's yeah, the a, a Cluster of meaning At the end It's going to explode And you're going to get it A purpose A why Yeah It's gonna flower In your mind And other Other character shows Don't really have that So when the OC did Yeah it, they don't Tend to concern Themselves with it Yeah and, and they did it So well That it, that's basically why it's so effective. Yeah, it is, like, you don't see a lot of character shows care about, like, stuff that you would typically address in a movie when you're dealing with your moral cubby. Mm. Like, in a a finite, one-shot story, people tend to at least attempt to create a why, a meaning. What is this all for at the end of the story why did you care why was i telling you this what does it all mean but you do see a lot of character shows maybe i guess because they think "Eh, they're going for so long we got to set up circumstance world and then we're here to say in a sitcom we're here to tell jokes that's our primary concern so then they don't really care too much about like why are we doing this in the first place you know some do definitely but yeah it's it's moral cubby stuff but done on a show level and if, if that's the takeaway, what do you think's missing? Oh, you know what? Here's, here's, uh, there might be other things, but here's the first thing I thought of. Mm. When I, I was sitting here, I was like, oh, I wonder what's missing for me from the OC. Um, Seth, mm. we we do in season two for the OC. We get a lot of, and we, we've mentioned this, I think, in the videos, and, uh, and definitely in the blog for, like, season two stuff. We have We have Ryan and Seth do sort of a switch. They do a contradiction, but with each other. Ryan's used to punching people and being angry and stuff in one, in two he's trying to, like, get on the straight and narrow path, he's trying to do good in school, stay away from bad influences. Seth is sort of the straight and narrow kid in one, and in season two he starts drinking, hanging out late, hanging out with people who might not be the best of influences. What I really wanted was it we, we see a lot of this this switch their qualities sort of reverse on each other. but what I, I kind of wanted almost on an unconscious level was I wanted Seth to step more fully into self-assertion. Mm-hmm. I wanted him to step into a place that Ryan had spent a lot of time inhabiting where he doesn't he doesn't stand for crap. Mm-hmm. like somebody's trying to do something messed up and he punches them in the face and that's part of what causes Ryan so many problems. Mm-hmm. But if we're gonna send Seth to that place in season two, well then I kinda wanted him to get into a place where he is, where like Ryan would punch a guy. And I don't necessarily need Seth to punch a guy, but I would have liked him to step more into his power as an individual. Yeah, there was a lot of Seth getting into trouble and then Ryan comes to his rescue, you know? These guys are pushing Seth around and then Ryan jumps in and punches them in the face. (laughs) Yeah. It's like I I really wish, like, he was putting himself in places to get tested almost. Not necessarily, like, intentionally. He didn't step into it because he wanted to get, like, threatened. But he was, you know, outside his comfort zone. And I sort of wanted at some point for him to, even just for a moment, step into his power. And maybe punch a guy or step up for something. Mm-hmm. And we get a taste of that. There was a pool party. He say he, I feel like it was a taste of it. He jumps in the pool to save the person drowning. And there was a definite heat there. There was a definite, you know, uh, like an energy behind his eyes in that I, moment. He got to be
1: the hero there for a minute. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I, I, I was like, oh, and I, maybe it was in that moment where he got like a small taste of it. I was like, oh, oh, I want that, but turn it up to a hundred. And again, he doesn't need to change into that person forever. Just like a moment. That'd be something that I, you know, I I hesitate to say missing because it's okay without it. But I would have preferred that to be there. Yeah, they could have dug a little deeper on that, especially since they did so much role reversal for the two of them. Yeah, and you got a lot of Ryan, you know, hemming it in. A lot of Ryan doing Seth stuff. Not necessarily, like, being awkward and talking about comics, but you did get him, like, shutting down some of his more violent impulses. I just would have liked the reverse a little more. Yeah, I mean, they, they definitely were playing it up. It's not just on the fringes. Like, they were making jokes. Yeah. Where Seth is trying to borrow one of Ryan's shirts so he <laughs> can look like more of a tough guy. Like, so great. <laughs> they're clearly leaning into it big time. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it would have been good if there was a moment or two where, where Seth actually could yeah. play the hero a little bit or, you know, rise up to the occasion in, like, yes. in a serious way. Not in a yeah. undercut it with a joke kind of way. Yeah, I don't want him to make a joke in the moment because he's nervous or he's undercutting or that's what he does. No, right? Like, step into it and be there and it's serious. Mm. And you're really here. Mm. Sit in the fire with it for a second. That'd be good to see. Yeah. The only thing I would say that's missing or the thing that I notice if I ask myself the question yeah. was that there. there's a few continuity issues with... Uh, huh. Not just with uh, casting. Like, a few people got recast. Like, there was the first uh, Trey, you know. Oh, yeah. pilot, and I then forgot about this, yeah. Bring him in, too. Like, it's a new actor. Like, it happens. It's a show. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. You had to recast him. You like, didn't necessarily and, know you were going to keep that character, the brother, around. Yeah. So, you didn't necessarily, like, who knows what that actor was doing. That's fine. Or if they really wanted to give him, like, a season starring-ish yeah. role. Like... Yeah, it's, it's not a big deal. The, the only one I take more objection to was Caitlin. Marissa's sister... That in yeah. the first season, she's, like, 11, <laughs> yeah. you know, and then come season three, two years later, it's like, hey, she's celebrating her 15th birthday, and you're like, uh, she should be, like, 13, not 15, and you recast her <laughs> to somebody who actually looks 15. Yeah. It's like, not only was she gone for two seasons, and you recast her, but, like, you're also now in the story saying that she's older than she was supposed to be yeah really I remember this they, every, they established her one age and they like jump forward with no I mean there's there's inconsistencies there's like she looks like she's 11 you know yeah she did love, definitely it, look young you have Ryan saying when somebody comes to the door looking for Caitlin and he's like I haven't seen her since she was 11 and I was like oh maybe he just misspoke <laughs> but I was like whoa no. she should be about 13 right now and instead she's 15 because all the stuff you want to do with her you can't do with a 13 year old she has to be know, 15 yeah. it's like you're just ignoring your first season like Sorry, guys, you set her up as being like 11 years old. Yeah. You can't just skip over two years, which the show plays. The, the seasons track the years, you know? They do, like, holiday episodes. Yeah. They do, like, the Chris episodes. They do a Valentine's Day episode. Like Yeah, they're, they're trying really, to live life with you. Yeah. So when it's Christmas time, it's Christmas time with them. You keep it in real time. Valentine's Day, Harvest Festival type times, yeah. you know? Yeah, and then part of the drawback is that you establish timelines. You establish how old people are. Yeah. You know, and you do things. And, like, that's the most obvious, like, come on, guys. you You just... You aged your four years, but it's only been, like, two. And it starts to make you think a little bit. You're like, wait a minute. When the show started, yeah. these characters, it was the summer before their sophomore year of high school. Okay. So these characters are, like, 15. Yeah. Maybe 14, depending on when your birthday is. Yeah, depending on when you entered school as a little yeah. kid. However, you know, they're driving cars to Mexico. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, they're, like, 15. Like, are acting, like, they're 16. And you're like, well, no, like, Ryan, uh, you know, he got held back a year. Like, we actually tell actually... You how old he was, and I was like, ah, uh, no, man. It's season three. You did an episode where he celebrates his 18th birthday. <laughs> yeah, you got and very specific like, about it, his year. It's the middle of season three, so like the middle of season one would have been two years ago, he would be <laughs> turning 16. So when we start in the pilot, he's like 15 and a half. <laughs> like you, you establish how old these characters are. Like, yeah. just, how do they have driver's licenses, guys? Well, I mean, you know, you could have got back in the day. Nowadays, you can't drive by yourself or whatever with oh, a permit back, stuff. Back, they then. still would be too young. Even if like nobody cared if you're driving your friends, you still, even with a learner's permit or something, you still wouldn't really. They just finished their freshman year of high school and they they have driver's licenses. They're driving around. They're doing. They're talking about their history. What it was like, you mean like when you were. In Seventh grade? Is that what you're talking about right now? What are you? What? You're not old enough to be doing this. Or, like, you know, like Marissa's boyfriend Luke having an affair with Marissa's mom. And it's like, oh man, yeah. This is like, guy, how old is this guy? He looks like he's 25, but it's like, he's supposed to be like 16 right now. <laughs> like, maybe, like 15 and a half. You know what I mean? It's like, come on, he's a sophomore in high school. Yeah. He shouldn't even have a driver's license yet. But, like, uh, come on. It's, you're playing it like they're in college, but they're in early high school. He looked really old when he was 14. so, it is just kind of like the consistency here of you set it up and you establish Caitlyn's age, and now you're trying to say that she's four years older, but it's been like barely two. They yeah. did the same thing with Luke's brothers. We saw them in season one, they look like they're 10. Uh, but come season four, they look like they're 15, 16. Yeah, well, your puberty, man. And you're like, <laughs> but like, they actually <laughs> are 15, 16 now. They're supposed to be like sophomores in high school. And you're like, what? Yeah. You, you guys are ignoring your own timeline. Yeah, uh, it's kind of it's a strange choice. But, uh, you know, I mean, it, it's, I'm nitpicking here, but it is yeah. like when you have a show that it's runs funny. in real time and you're blatantly just ignoring things that you aren't said, you know, you're violating your own continuity, and you're saying, Who cares? <laughs> So I'm, I'm going to yeah. say, hey, come on, man. I'm, I'm paying attention here. You know, uh, that's just them tracing what they thought was most dramatically useful. Which is fine. You well, know, I mean, I prefer missing. you don't break your own reality, guys. Yeah. But, but it's a small thing. It's the only thing I got of what's missing, you know. Like, you, yeah. you guys could have been just more continuity with how old they're supposed to be and how that makes sense in reality. Yeah. And then don't try to tell me it's been five years when it's only been two. <laughs> yeah. You know? Can't do it. So, that's it. Yeah. Let's let's do it, man. Best and favorite. Okay. uh the best season. season. Oh, boy. Ah, uh, the best season. Well, you know, and this is, uh, you know, uh, unique to this show, and there are many others. I'm sure we'll talk about them, too. But when we say seasons, we're talking about season seasons, right? Mm-hmm. So just to be clear, they had they had four years on TV. There's four C, se- you know, there's four uh, DVD sets if you were to divvy it up that way. But they had five seasons. Mm-hmm. That last year is really season four and season five. They just midway through the year they switch up to season five stuff. Yeah. We talk about it in the blog. We talk about it in the video. Go ahead and look at those. But uh, let's see. If I were to say best, oh man feel like it's a tie between, oh man, there's so many good pieces here. I wanna go with, ah, uh, ah, uh, I'm torn, but I'm gonna go with four, just cause. For the, the first half of the fourth year, what we're calling season four. Yeah. So once, you know, Frank, his, da- his real dad, shows up, that's around, if I recall. That's pretty close to the cutoff between yeah, the, where season really, four uh, ends and season five begins. There's a really clear distinction right in the middle. We move on from season four. We move into season five. Yeah. So all, like, just start strong cage fighting. It's all the aftermath and, and crazy, <laughs> craziness of uh, the fallout of versus death basically. Mm. All of that I like. And I and I love Marissa's death, so I was going to say maybe three, but I'm going to go four. You think that's the best? Yeah. I mean, without having, you know, sat down and watched it recently. Mm. I'm going to go four. So what's your favorite? Favorite is all, is hard. But, uh, you know what? No. Let me change my answer. Okay. Best, I'm going to go with three. But favorite, I'm going to go four. Okay. Yeah. Best, because we have three. We got, we got a lot of stuff going on. We're getting to pay off a lot of stuff. We're getting a lot of juice out of the closure of of high school being over, and we're getting a lot of juice out of the, oh my god, what's going to happen with this Volchek situation? And then we get her death at the end there. Yeah, that's, uh, I'm going to go best three, but four is my favorite because of all the stuff I was saying. All the fallout from her death, all the, oh my, give me a pipe in Mexico. Oh man, awesome. (laughs) Makes sense. For me, for best, I got to say season one. Okay just objectively speaking. I mean, very, very to be good. fair, I mean, all the seasons have fantastic moments and fantastic aspects about what they did really well in that season, but it is a little unfair because season one was so long. You had 28 episodes. And yeah, that's true. It's really long. To be able to build it up and to do all kinds of things, but I really did like structurally what they were doing. I liked the full circle at the end. I liked how the first season was so contained yeah. as a story, just the way that we were talking about the pilot. Like, the whole, the whole first season does play like you could end it here and this could be the story and it would have been really good I think the strength of that and all the full circle and the the way that they layered it in, it was
1: really tight. It was
0: really strong. The direction was just pointing straight forward. They didn't deviate. And they just kind of plow through it, you know, and you could you could make complaints about other seasons that some storylines didn't really go anywhere or this wasn't that good or blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You know, and you could say the same thing about the first season. I mean, a lot of people hated the Oliver stuff. I'm sorry for all the craziness. No, wouldn't I wouldn't have done it any differently except maybe Oliver. (laughs) Me too. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, that's... I I like that stuff. I thought it was (laughs) when they were getting weird and they were getting cool and they were doing some interesting stuff. (laughs) It was weird. You know, I liked how weird it was. I like weird stuff, but... I do think the first season might have been the strongest so I have to say it's the best but my favorite I gotta go season 3 okay because I just really liked all the Volchek stuff I really liked everything <laughs> they were doing in season 3 when you do the Johnny stuff and then it segues into the Volchek stuff and yeah. I just feel like we finally got to a point where we know the characters really well it's kind of a build up from 1 and 2 you synthesize the 2 together for season 3 yeah. and I just feel like this is the peak and the prime of the show and to end so strongly and to show that there's more come season 4 yeah I think that's right there. That's that's my favorite part right there. Season three. All right. Best one. Favorite three. Yeah. Cool, cool. Nobody's talking about season two. I don't... <laughs> it's not bad. Season two was great. I There's really liked season a lot of good two. stuff in there. Right? I just... You know. A lot of great stuff. Well, How the others? Just talking about every other season, but oh, little season two. Oh. So, I'm sorry, buddy. I'm sorry, little guy. No, it was a good season. You know, uh, before
1: before we wrap it up, mm-hmm. I'd like to just point out that animals, if you want to take
0: a look at a show that really takes advantage of everything we mean when we're talking about moment, the moment cubby, but in the context of doing a show, a seven-season narrative, but utilizing the cubby structure and taking that moment stuff, mm. They got some good stuff, man. Yeah, we didn't even talk about this. That I know. is something that the OC did extremely well. These little extremely moments well. of humanity. And like, this is how real life plays. Yeah. And, and they're just peppered in throughout, but they're constant, and that's what made the show really great in certain ways. It's like Ryan's walking back to the pool house. <laughs> yep, he has that's an what I was OC and he's behind it I'm not saying that. Seth's behind him. <laughs> and he goes, he closed to close the door. But Seth is behind him, so he gets, he gets kind of stuck in the doorway. And he's just like, hey. So, <laughs> I, don't right, even, I don't even just,
1: think he said anything. Like, they just no, looked he, at each other. He just
0: kind of looks at him, like, with his hands on like a shrug. Like, hey, no, I'm, I'm, I'm standing here. <laughs> like, well, like he didn't know he was behind him, so he goes to close the door, and it closes on him. And he's like, oh. Oh, hey. It's like, just as much as Ryan didn't know he was there, Seth is surprised that he didn't know he was there. Yeah. It's just two guys looking at each other, <laughs> and it's, it's ridiculously human. It's so beautiful. And it's things like that peppered throughout. They do this all the time. You know, Sandy makes a joke. They're like, You wish you would say something like that. He did. He just said the thing I wished he would say. They oh, just yeah. Made the perfect joke. Yeah, and it's more, that's, they, they did almost two versions, right? There's the very human, like, uh, what we kind of mean when we say, like, mistakes or, you know, like, uh, flubbing your line because mm-hmm. that's what people do in real life. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that. Like, he, he closed the door on him because he didn't know he was there. And it's like, but then we've also also. Also got the other version, which is like more dramatically punching where it's like it's part of the story like oh i wish he would say the following but he would never say that because characters never do that oh he's, oh, he's doing it yeah he's saying exactly what i thought and and not just for comedic moments but also really dramatic moments yeah like, like early season three they got this new dean of discipline and he's cracking down and he's being just a complete scumbag jerk yeah you know, it was just this power figure and you're like man i really wish ryan would just punch this guy in the face <laughs> and then what does he do he punches, punches him in the <laughs> (laughs) right in the face. Like, that's... It's like the worst decision for him academically. Yeah, he gets kicked out of school immediately. (laughs) But, oh, (laughs) worth it. Like... From a story perspective, as an audience member, you're just like, yeah Satisfying any desire you have. What- oh, what they should do right now... Hey man, they should just kill this guy! And they did! I mean, oh! the OC doesn't do that, but... Yeah, no, nobody but, necessarily died, though. <laughs> the <laughs> equivalent of that is like, man, just punch this guy in the face! OH, HE DID IT! Oh, oh I thought he was behind- you know, he- he stop punching people! Nah, it's too much. Gotta do it. It's just, it's a level of fearlessness. It's a level of dramatically useful, what's the most interesting? Let's do that. Chasing the thrill. I did. It's just something they did really well, animals. So if if you haven't seen the show, but somehow you listen to this, we just ruined all of it for you. Go watch it. And if you have seen it, go watch it again. Watch it again. You didn't notice. You didn't see it. It's beautiful. Take another look, animals. Well, that'll do it for this time here in the Bones Cave. Uh, You got uh, got any questions? You got any stuff you'd like to hear us talk about? Bones Bros at storyshamans.tv. Hit us up. Woo! See you next time in the Bones Cave. The Bones Cave.